This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And it is Ready Radio, KLZ 560 live program today. It is February the 16th, so appreciate you joining us today if you're listening to this show as a replay. Also appreciate you listening. And all of our past shows, everything is listed on our website, ready-radio.com. A list of all of our partners, sponsors are there as well. We appreciate each and every one of them. Without them, this show doesn't happen. So appreciate each and every one of them. Today, I thought I'd talk a little bit about generators. A couple of articles I want to cover as well in regards to just things going on in the world. There's even folks inside of our own government talking about how the adversaries, Chinese in this particular case, are, you know, I think perceived as a threat to our grid. And we talk about that a lot when it comes to the grid, the vulnerability of not only on the EMP end of things, but just in general. In other words, the cyber end of things, the ability to take out certain substations and on and on we go. And it's already fragile as it is. And I don't think there's anybody on either side of the aisle that would that would debate the fact that our grid is very fragile, which I, I know this is more of a rush to reason type topic, but it's amazing to me that if both sides of the aisle understand the grid is fragile, what, why aren't we doing something about it? And I know the answer because the powers that be, frankly, don't care. They like it being fragile. They like the fact that if there is any kind of a major disruption, you're now at, quote-unquote, their mercy. They really, at the end of the day, and I say this all the time, they, they don't care about you. And I've said it over and over again. I'll keep saying it. The, it's not even the left anymore. The, the folks that are in power, and yes, the majority of those are on the left, but there's some that are even on the right that I think you could throw into that category. They don't care about you at the end of the day. They really don't. They care about themselves. They care about maybe their immediate family. Some maybe their extended family, but that's about it. Really, they don't care about you at all. It's proven every day when it comes to politics. It's part of what we do each day on Rush to Reason, which I know follows this particular program on Fridays. But at the end of the day, they don't care. Now, what? where does Ready Radio come into play with all of this? Well, to make you sustainable no matter what happens. No matter who's in charge, no matter what's going on, good, bad, or otherwise, you're still able to handle things for yourself. So I had somebody text me earlier today that Costco has a great deal on a tri-fuel generator, and I'm trying to get all of the stats here. looks like it's a, depending upon what fuel it's running on, anywhere from a 6,900 to a 9,400 watt Generator And, and I, I'm sorry, it's fuzzy. I'm tr- doing my best to read this. But that's basically depending upon the fuel that it's running on. And I apologize. I can't read the fine print to even tell you what that fuel is on. I'm guessing that depending upon the fuel, well, not, I'm not guessing. I, I know that depending upon the fuel depends on the power output of the generator. And tri-fuel being... I would venture to guess here, gas, propane, natural gas. So depending upon what three of those it's running on, most likely natural gas the least, gasoline the highest, 
And some would say, well, why is that? Explain, John. Well, I'll go to the drive radio hat now. Each fuel source has a different BTU and power output according to the fuel itself, thereby giving you a different wattage. In other words, how, how powerful the engine is means it can run the generator at a different efficiency. Make sure I use my words carefully here giving you the power output. I know I'm simplifying that, and for all of you engineers out there, that may not be good enough, but for most people on the street, that's essentially what it amounts to. The BTU rating is really what this is coming down to and how powerful that particular engine is. And I, I can't tell the brand. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing my best to read this, even read the tag. It's a, it's a Furman? Again, it's so fuzzy. I'm sorry, folks. It's, I'm blowing this up as much as I can. Furman Tri-Fuel Generator on sale at Costco, $699. That's $200 off, right? by the way. So that's a $900 generator for $700. Not a bad deal, by the way. And the item code, I can read this, 1900555. So 1900555 if you've got a Costco near you and that's something that interests you. Then there you go. And it looks like there's some other ones on the shelf I can't see in this particular picture. It looks like some of them are fairly dusty. That's probably why they're trying to get rid of some of these. So our line, by the way, if you want to call in, 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. The text line as well, 307-200-8222. 307 8222 So I appreciate you all texting and calling as well and i got a text message a moment ago uh, from new york post george soros fund poised to take control of nation's second largest chain of radio stations yeah that wouldn't surprise me and it would take it would take over odyssey that you know because they've got a ton of debt by the way and charlie knows this i know that there's a lot of major radio stations that have deep debt that there's no secrets there Charlie, I would guess the top three probably have a, a, a an enormous amount of debt. Am I right in saying so? He's he's agreeing. So the top three have an enormous amount of debt. Could this happen to any of the three? Yes. Including, for a lot of you listening, the is it is it iHeart now? What do they call themselves, Charlie? It it, it changes so much. You know, iHeart is also one that has a lot of debt. Could any of these types of Investment groups come in and take over those stations, absolutely. Now, when it comes to Odyssey, I don't know their stations. Uh, somebody says, and with every, with, that's Cumulus. Thank you, Charlie. And somebody, you know, in this particular article, New York Post, this is scary. How? <laughs> I'm just asking the question, how is that scary? Radio stations have to still make money to pay the debt back. Even a George Soros knows that. So while George may not agree with a lot of the programming that's on the conservative sides of, of, of the fence, the reality is the liberal side doesn't pay the bills. So when somebody says this is scary, I guess I have to ask the question, why? Why is that scary? Because Soros is now owning them? Soros still wants to make money. Will programming change? It could. Well, staff changes, probably. Those people spend far too much money on things, in my opinion, they shouldn't. Will talent change? Probably. Will the content change? Doubtful. 
And some of you say, well, John, how can that be? How can they not change the content? Well, again, because they need advertisers. Advertisers realize there's a certain segment of radio listeners that spend money and a certain segment that doesn't. Sorry, liberals, you don't spend money. (laughs) Just being straight up honest. Your side doesn't spend money like the conservative side does. That's why radio typically works way better for the conservative side than it does the liberal side. doesn't mean there's not liberal advertisers on radio. And there are certain stations, especially those that are more music-oriented, that tailor themselves more towards the liberal side than the conservative side. But in general, conservatives spend more money. They're, they're better sources for the advertiser than the liberal side is. I, that's something I could probably get into on Rush to Reason on The Daily Show. But really quick, on a side note, yeah, thank you for that article, by the way, but does that bother me? I'm not losing any sleep over it. Now, when it comes to Crawford Broadcasting and the station that we are on and that I am on with all four of my shows, I don't I don't worry about any of this because we're not going anywhere. You've even heard some of our station management talk about that on a routine basis. We are debt-free. We're not going anywhere. Mr. Crawford Sr., we have zero debt. And by the way, on top of that, have some of the highest tech equipment of probably anyone out there. And I'm not, I'm not bragging when I say that. That's just simply a fact. We've had people come from other stations, these other groups, by the way, some of the top three I just mentioned, that show up here either as a show that comes on or a engineer that comes over, whatever the case may be. And they'll be the first ones to tell, tell us that you guys have better equipment than we have over at so-and-so. I can attest to that. I was on Clear Channel slash iHeart for years and years. And when we moved over to Crawford, I will tell you that right off the bat, our equipment and things were better there than they were on iHeart. I'm, I'm living proof of that. I, I can attest to that. And that was all the way back in 08. It has gotten extremely better here versus there. I even go to certain events where there might be another show there that's on remote, and I look at even the remote gear that those people have versus what I'm using, and I'm, I'm actually flabbergasted at times how antiquated some of what they're using is versus what we have. I own my own, but it still has to tie back in here to the station, but I just look at what they're using versus what we have, even, even knowing what's connecting back to the station, and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're way better than they are. And that's, again, that's not a brag. It's just we don't have debt. We can afford to spend money on things that really matter at the end of the day, and as a station and as a station group, we do. So side note, does it bother me that George Soros is buying this? No, and keep in mind, it's not really – George Soros. It's George Soros's fund. And anymore, I don't know how much George even has to say with what the fund does. As long as the fund is making money, does George care? No. I'm just being straight up honest. Doesn't care. Yeah, and Charlie asked, why are they bankrupt? Well, because they do things and spend money in places they shouldn't and don't have the revenue that they should to overcome the debt that they have. And in a lot of cases, they've bought all sorts of other stations that, frankly, they shouldn't have bought in the first place. They paid too much for things. That's where the debt comes from, by the way. They get on these buying sprees, these stations do, or these station groups do. They get on these buying sprees. They run around. They buy up all sorts of, quote-unquote, real estate, not the actual real estate, but the radio signal real estate, and they pay far too much money for it, and at the end, they're in deep debt. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. With a, with a lot of these come all sorts of other things that aren't necessarily 
they're not terrestrial radio in a lot of cases. They're podcasters, they're billboards, they're other marketing companies that these groups may own. And in a lot of cases, they're not bringing in the kind of revenue they should to offset their costs. And, and they put big deals together with talent at times that they never should have in the first place. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. Music festivals, things like that. I know we're off topic a little bit, but really not. When it comes to Ready Radio and what we're doing here, we're not going anywhere. We'll be here until I decide not to be. That I can tell you. We are lock, stock, and barrel with what our station ownership believes in. I've never yet, yet, and I don't think I ever will be told what to do, what to say, and so on. If I want to come on and talk about prepping, here we go. Here we are. And we're not going to stop doing some of these things. So back to the whole generator thing, which thank you for the text messages. I do appreciate that, by the way. That keeps me abreast of what's going on. One other thing, too, you may have even heard this already, but Trump has been fined in New York by the court, $300 million that guaranteed will be appealed. I've said before on, on, on uh, Rush to Reason, on The Daily Show, every single person out there that owns any kind of commercial property should be watching that, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, should be furious. Even you liberals, because this could affect you. So I'll talk about that more with Andy as we get into Rush to Reason, even next week as we get into the show. I'll get into more of that next week, but... Text line 307-200-8222, our main line 303-477-5600. So generators. Now, before you go and just buy one at Costco or wherever, and there's all sorts of deals. I talked last week about Harbor, Harbor Freight having a good deal. Before you buy one, what size do you need and how are you going to do this? And I've talked about this in the past, but it's always a good thing to refresh some of these things because some of this, you know, in my world... You know, sometimes an entire quarter goes by, and I thought I talked about it yesterday. Andy and I will do that. You know, we'll talk about a particular movie genre or, or, you know, movie rental hour, and we think we just did it, and it was six, eight months ago, sometimes a year or more. So I haven't talked about generators for a while, and I'll take a break here in a moment and come back and give you some basics as to what you need to look at when it comes to how large of a unit do you need, how automated do you need it to be. How are you going to handle that end of things? Because there's a lot of decisions that need to be made when it comes to generators and how big of one do you own. So we'll come back. I'll talk about that. Anything you want to add to that when it comes to generators especially. I'm also going to talk about indoor cooking. And what I mean by that is if the power is out, how do you cook indoors? Not out on your barbecue, by the way, which is an option. But how do you cook in that regard, 303-477-5600, you can add to the conversation. Don't forget, Stack Optical, where if you need not only an eye exam, but something specific when it comes to eye wear, eye care, even this scenario we're talking about where, hey, you're going to be bugging out, and maybe you normally wear contacts. Well, how long are those going to last you? Some of the books and things that I'm you know listening to, reading, and so on, even a large-scale cyber attack on our infrastructure, you're, you're probably down for a year. The supply chain alone will take a year plus to get back. Food, goods, etc. Manufacturing comes to a halt because once the grid's down, nothing's getting produced. So even, even a big software hit with the, with, the, you know, with the supply chain, we saw what that was like even during COVID. Well, what happens when it's not just COVID, but people can't even place orders like they once did? If that's something you're thinking about, make sure your eyewear 
is what it needs to be in case of a total collapse like that. Stack Optical can help you with that. Alan, 303-321-1578. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big-picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables even during the winter or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. 
Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And started talking about generators. Kind of got off track a little bit with just what's going on in the whole radio world and what people own and so on. And, yeah, don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here, keep doing what we're doing on a daily basis, weekend basis as well. And appreciate all your support along those lines as well. So thank you very much. And, uh, again, text message or text line, I should say, 307-200-8222. You can text us pretty much. Day or night, I try to answer those as quickly as I can, and sometimes even the middle of the night, I'll answer fairly early in the morning. So never feel bad about texting. It's on a separate line from my regular cell phone, so you can always text anytime, day or night. You're not going to bother me. Don't worry about that. I look at those on a very periodic or very regular basis, I should say. So just let me know if there's something you need or something you want to send. Feel free to do so. So generators, and why do you need a generator in the first place? Well, lots of reasons. Power outages, storms, sometimes you just need the portable power. Sometimes you need some backup power, depending upon what it is. Some of you want to be safe no matter what happens. If the grid goes completely down, you want to have the ability to be self-sufficient. Lots of reasons. And some, some of you are saying to yourself, okay, well, how big of one do I need? And I'll walk you through a few things when it comes to generators. And am I an expert in this? Well, we've talked about it enough to where, yeah, I feel like I can talk about it as well as probably a lot of electricians can. Electricians are really good at the wiring up, but telling you what you need, um, I'll, be, I'll be straight up honest. I've talked to some of them on a one-on-one basis. Good luck. Some of them don't really understand the whole house generation thing that well. Even the quality of the generator, I'm not sure they fully understand. So you're... you're Honestly, should do this research on your own as much as relying on someone else to do it for you. Now, the generator companies themselves, especially the whole house generator companies, they understand. Now, I will also tell you this, and this is, this is just personal experience. Good luck on getting them to wait on you, you know, to answer your questions. I went back, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I went back and forth with a large company from the recommendation of one of you, by the way. And sent things back and forth, gave them my usage, my kilowatt hours, blah, 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 expecting some nice little bid that would tell me exactly what one would cost. Nada. Nada. And I went back and forth for several months, literally. Well, we're going to have somebody come out. We'll have them look at this. We'll have them look at that. Send me this. Send me that. All, you know, all these different things, which I did. But at the end of the day, nothing. Crickets. Zero. So I don't know whether these people just have so much business that they don't care or I don't get it. You'd think that you I'm want I want to spend money with you. Will you help me? And yet you get crickets. So what I'm learning in all of this is there's a lot of footwork legwork you need to do on your own to really determine what to do and I'm almost convinced anymore that you figure out the generator you need, the size, the shape, the fuel and so on, buy it. And then if you want somebody to help you with the hookup, hire an electrician to help you do that. 
relying on them to tell you what you need, good luck. And I mean that sincerely, good luck. Some of you even have some experience with that and know exactly what I'm talking about. So how do you determine what you need? Well, several ways. One would be, what are your necessities? If you had a complete power outage, what is it you really need? Not, not one, but what is it you have to rely on that you would want to power up? So your basic needs, for example, things like your refrigeration. Do you have one refrigerator or multiples? What's in them? Could you condense down to just one? Some of you have freezers in basements, garages, and so on. Your shop. You might even have a fridge in the shop. Do you need it? Does it have to run? When it comes to cooking, I'll talk about that in a moment as well. But your, your first need is, what are you going to do to keep your food from spoiling? Because you've got a certain amount that's either in the freezer or in your fridge. You don't want that to spoil. And you may need and want that refrigeration for other things as you even go down the road. So what's it going to take to make those things stay online? How much fuel do you have? What capacity do you have? I would highly recommend you run off of propane versus even natural gas. And the reason I say that is, is in an entire collapse, you won't be able to buy gasoline. You won't be able to buy diesel. Those have shelf lives as well. Natural gas will soon run out coming down the pipeline because that has to be pumped. That will shut off as well. Propane will be limited, but you will have X supply of, and whatever you have on hand is what you'll have to use. Now, I also will tell you that when it comes to refrigeration, freezers, and so on, you don't have to run it constant. If you can keep from opening the door, could you cycle that and run for X amount of time Yes, and in that particular situation, you'll have to just do your own testing to see how long do you need to run it before you have to fire it back up again, for example, in the freezer. doesn't have to run 24-7, but would it need to run every, you know, would it need to run every three hours for an hour? I, I don't know, folks. Those are things you'll have to determine on your own. And the reason why I don't think there's a blanket statement for that is it depends on the freezer, depends on your situation. Where is it stored? Is it cool? Is it hot? What do you got going on? Indoors, outdoors, et cetera. What time of the year is it? Is it in the garage where in the wintertime it's going to be cooler, but it might be hotter in the, you know, it might be hotter in the summer? So these are things you'll have to just test if and when that time were to come. But how much generation do you need? I would guess that for most households, the one, for example, that was sent to me by somebody via text message, I would think that you would want at least what I just explained to you earlier, that, that 9,400, you know, it, it's, it's a range, 6,900 to 9,400. That's most likely on a minimal basis. Now, if you don't have much to run and you feel like you can get by with a couple thousand watt generator, you know, one of the small portable Hondas or whatever, you just run it, plug an extension cord in, and away you go, okay. You need to have a plan is my point. Think through all of this. And how are you going to make that happen? Also, how are you going to do this in regards to what I just said? Are you going to have a disconnect switch that's put out by your meter, whereby you can put a generator outside or in some sort of a small housing assembly, and then in turn run that generator back through the house? How how are you going to do that? You need to think through these things because after there's an emergency, trying to figure this out 
isn't probably the time or the place to do so. Now, you'll have time on your hands. I get that. But you'll also have lots of other things you're working through to determine how do you survive. And frankly, figuring out power is probably not going to be at the top of the list unless it's already been, you know, unless it hasn't been done. In other words, if it's already done and it's easy and it's, it's one fell swoop, you go flip a switch, plug it in, fire it up, off you go, done deal. Now, the other thing to think about when it comes to generation is who else is going to want that power? In other words, how quiet, how noisy, where do you live, who can hear it? When everything else stops and the world is now stone cold quiet because the traffic's not even running like it was, who, how noisy do you want to be is my point. Because, again, some of the things we forget about that I'm learning in some of these books that I read and listen to is the world changes. And it becomes very dog-eat-dog-eat. It's probably the best way to say that. Survival of the fittest definitely kicks in. You know, if you're with, if, if you have power and no one else does, you better have a way to defend that. If you have food and no one else does, you better have a way to defend that. And if it's just you and your wife, how, how is that going to work? What's your plan for defense? Because frankly, that'll get a little dicey with just two of us, which is two of you. Unless you've got the ability to hunker down and really defend yourself, uh, you know, there's four sides to a house. How are you going to defend all of that? And I'm not trying to scare anybody. That's one thing about this program I've always, I've always prided myself on is I don't do this to scare you. I do this to make you think differently than you currently are now. How are you going to handle that? If something like that were to happen, how are you dealing with it? Even in a long power outage because of a storm, tornado, uh, flood, snowstorm. How, how are you going to handle those things in that particular time? We've seen situations across the country where sometimes people can be without a power for a week or more. That, that, that has happened. Recently, in the past 12 months, those things happen. How are you going to handle that if that happens to you? That's where this generation idea isn't a bad idea. Now, another thing you could potentially do in that particular scenario where it hasn't really even been an EMP strike and there's ways to even protect yourself on an EMP, is solar a good fit for you? Do you want solar? No, solar with a wall pack. Solar by itself will do nothing when the power is out, period, because you need power to enable the solar system to even work to supply your own home off-grid but if you have battery backup, wall pack, you could survive and then be you know, limited on what you're turning on. But the solar will then charge, the solar panels will then charge the wall pack, and you'd be able to actually use your solar panels at that point in time. That's something that Alan Davis, and no, he's not a sponsor here, but he is during the week, and you can always ask Alan how that would work. Some of you listening have taken advantage of that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for using Alan to do that. And for some of you, you're thinking, man, solar doesn't really make a lot of sense for, you know, on-grid daily. Yeah, I could probably break even and I'd be okay as the prices go up. I'm even going to be doing better. But initially, I'm not saving a lot, but you could be off-grid. Um, that's a whole different scenario for solar. And that may very well be something that you'd want to look at. 
he can do a better job of explaining that than I when it comes to how that works on the solar end of things, but something just to think about. So somebody texted in as well. Up here in northeast or northeast of Cheyenne, everyone needs a generator. Last summer on June 26th, the tornado took down power uh, 30 miles away. Power lines 30 miles an out, 30 miles away. The power lines were down and they were out for hours. Keep in mind, that could be for days, not just hours. And this person also said, you can't give money away these days. Yeah, I, thank you. I mean, it's just ridiculous, some of these companies where you're trying to make things happen with them and you just you can't get them to come and do anything. So our power is definitely vulnerable. This texture is you know, verifying us for that. Also said, on a whole house generator, you want to buy a unit that's just enough because oversize... You'll burn through your propane. Yes, that, thank you, by the way. Yeah, that's another consideration. The larger the generator, the more fuel. So what you really need to do is run through your house, your systems, and determine this is where an electrician could help you if you can't do this yourself. But there's an ability for them to check to see how much are you using in that peak demand, quote-unquote, of your home. In other words, you're going to run your fridge, your freezer, probably a few other things that you know you want to run. You need to determine how much power are you using, and you need to be really thinking through what is it I'm going to use. What's the furnace take to run? If you've got uh, you know, any kind of a, in my case, I've got a hot water system that has to pump the water through the hot water system to actually have warmth, what does that take? So some of you need to really think through what is it I actually have to have as my bare bones electric needs. What's that going to take? And then you buy accordingly. Thank you, by the way, for that tip, because you want to minimize that because otherwise you're going to burn through your propane, whatever you've got on hand. Some of you have propane tanks on hand because you run off of propane. Others of you, like myself, I'm natural gas. I have to use propane ancillary in this particular case. How are you going to do that? Now, the tri-fuel system's kind of nice because as long as you had natural gas, you could run on that. The minute you run out, switch it over, hook a propane tank up, off you go. Meaning you could utilize your propane for as long as possible before switching over to, or you could use natural gas for as long as possible before switching back over to the propane side. So again, these are things that each one of you need to think through and decide, what is my unique situation and how am I going to handle it at that time? John and Cheyenne, you're up, sir. You know, you were talking about peak demand. Um, most of your uh, advanced meters um, will show that on its display, even in residential. Say that again. Your peak demand. Um, on your bill, you monthly, mean? But... No, on your meter. Oh, on Just your meter. Your meter. Go out to the meter and look? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it'll show your KWH, and then it'll show your KW, and your KW is your peak demand, and that's every 15 minutes. But hey, you know what? Here's what you got to think about, too. What do you need to survive? Yeah, I mean, you're, that's a great example where you could look at that and say, okay, our peak demand is whatever. And, I, John, I yes. don't know. I don't even want to throw a number out because it's going to yes. vary from each individual that's out there, yeah, oh, absolutely. you know, but listening. So what, what do you feel, you know, if you had to, could you cut that in half? Um, yeah, because here's the thing. Okay, so take my house, for instance. I live in the middle of nowhere, so i got to power my well pump. But that's not going to run all the time. Correct you got to power the water heater. That's not going to run all the time. You know what I mean? You have to be smart about what you're going to run. Like, 
to heat my house, I have my wood pellet stove. Right. That uses, once it's fired up, that uses nothing. And if I don't want to use the igniter that comes with it, if I shut it down, I can light it with a, you know, a match or a torch and some, you know, hand sanitizer. It's a great fire starter, by the way. <laughs> hand sanitizer because it's all alcohol. Yeah, very well. That's exactly you right. Know, no, great point. I said that the other day on the on Rush to Reason. Yeah, yeah. that stuff is a great fire starter. Um, but if you think about it, once the, the pellet stove is running, it's, it's running a couple of blower motors. If it's using, you know, a 500 watts an hour, I'd be shocked at that. I don't even think it's using that much. Yeah, pretty minimal. But then you got to look at refrigerators. Yeah, you, you might have two refrigerators. But are they constantly running? Same thing with, a ch- say, a chest freezer. Right. Yes, you have a chest Is it constantly running? So you have to figure out what you need. What do you need to survive? you know, a couple of lights in the house. Yeah, they, yeah. thank lighting. you, John. On the lighting thing, that's one thing that I think people really need to look at and say, okay, you know, first of all, do we need every light in the house? No, you'll need a light no. on at particular times, and even that could be minimized with other things done off of batteries and so on. To be honest, John, I mean, you really would want to yeah. say, okay, in fact, you know, one of the first things you'd want to do is, okay, if you've got a room, you know, I have this example, you've got a bunch of can lights in a room. Okay, John, first thing yeah. you're going to want to go do is unhook as many of those can lights as you're not going to need, even if they're LED. In other words, do you need 12 in that room or do you need one? No, or two. Exactly. Maybe so, you know, first thing you're going to want to do is run through there and unhook a bunch of those because you're just not going to need them anymore. Mm-hmm. I know that Colorado's pushing against this, but I recommend everybody have either a propane or a natural gas cooktop. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, uh, you for, can have an electric wall oven, but a uh, the, the natural gas cooktop. Oh, no, yeah, and, and the, yeah, they're pushing against that, meaning what I would say, and I even did this on my dryer recently, wife and I did, we have a gas mm-hmm. dryer, which I think they're going to push sure. that completely out. So we, we did a, you know, we upgraded, even though the old ones were only about, I don't know, six or seven years old, went ahead and bought new, knowing that I think in a couple of years, John, you won't be buying those either. Yeah, well, it depends on what state you're in, but. You guys are in Colorado. Correct. You know, you have you know. to go buy somewhere, somewhere else, and then roll it in. Same yep. thing with a cooktop. Eventually, now personally, though, right. and and even even high end cooks will tell you they want to, you know, they just want a gas stove just because okay. it's more controllable. Period. Right, but uh, you know, so if you have a gas cooktop, you can cook just about anything. I mean, you're not going to be, you know, so you're in a power outage, say five days. You're not going to be baking. You're going to be eating to survive. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. So your generator is there to survive. So. Prime example, if you don't open your refrigerator, the cold, the food in there will last up to 24 hours. Correct. So Correct. if you fire up your generator in the morning and you run it for, say, two hours to get everything, the refrigerator's everything, and then you shut it down because, you know, you're going to not use, you know, conserve on your fuel, you might not need to fire it up in the next three or four hours. Yep. Um, you don't. You know, people are going to say, you, "Oh, well, I got to power my internet." Well, who are you going to be communicating with if it's an EM pulse? You're not. And somebody else just said, "Hey, you know, <laughs> keep in mind things like your central AC. You're not going to be running that unless you're dying." And my comment back to this person just a moment ago, John, was, "You know, only rich people when I was a kid had AC, and uh, we oh, weren't yeah. one of those. So you know what? I didn't have air conditioning in my world until I was probably in my late twenties, early, you know, mid to late twenties." Living at eight thousand feet, I don't have it now. Don't need it. 
Yeah, we, I mean, here, yeah. I mean, yeah, you use it because it's it's now, you know, somewhat affordable it's from big. what it used to be when we were kids. But, you know, I grew up for, again, 20-some years of my life and never had AC. Yeah, I grew up, the apartment I grew up in, we had, my father would like it. He picked up a window unit in the, put it in the living room. We hoped that it would cool the apartment down enough. Usually it was just like the one room it cooled off and everybody hung out, huddled in there. But, again, AC, you don't need it. I mean, yeah. Okay, you got a power outage in Phoenix. Well, you need to realize that's different. Uh, you, you know, well, you got to set your thermostat uh, appropriately. So, yeah, all right, it's 120 out. Set your pro- thermostat at 95. That'll at least keep you from dying until right. the, you know. Right. And good the, point. No, that's I, a good point, John. Great point there. Well, and, know, and that's another one yeah. too, where you're going to really keep things, you know, efficient as you can. Mm-hmm. I.e. Don't open the doors, you know, you know, keep things closed up as much as you can. Never open the shades. If you're in one of those hot climates, you're going to want to keep things closed right. up as much as you can, to, again, to try to minimize all of that, which, you know, when you've got air conditioning, you don't necessarily have to worry about. Or the reverse, in our climate, in, say, say today, say we get an out at a power a blackout today, knock on wood that we don't, you know, tomorrow the sun's going to be out. Open up your shades. Let the sun come in until the power comes back on. That'll warm it up enough to survive. And, you know, my father used to say, put a sweater on, you know, (laughs) if it's cold, you know, add another layer. And that's, you know, that's the other thing. So I would say most people can survive with an 8K or less, 8 kilowatt or less generator. True. Unless, again, I'm talking to somebody now wants to do even their well pump and such off of off of a battery pack so i'll just answer this on air because i know they're listening if you're doing that john as you know most not all but most wells run off of 240 not 120 meaning that you've got to buy the right battery pack to handle the 240 which i you know i got i gotta do some looking not many of them do okay yeah exactly you know and then here's the thing i hear more people do and this somebody is going to die so I've heard this numerous times, and you can find it on YouTube. What they do is they get the the four-wire 240 connector to their generator, and they wire it into a dryer plug, and then they just plug it into where the dryer is and backfeed the house. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good idea either. No, I'm sure that uh, the guys at Genesis would uh, not be happy with that. I mean... Considering, I mean, if you, you knew know, enough about what you were doing and you went out to the main panel and shut everything off to the meter and you had enough understanding of how those things work, I suppose, John, you could get by doing it that way. But, you know, again, you're going to have to be somebody that, you know, and by the way, if you're that person, you understand enough about it, you've already put a disconnect in and you already know what to do anyway. So typically the person yeah. you're talking about, John, has no idea what I just said. Yeah, and he saw it on YouTube, so we're going to, yeah, you know, not a good idea. That's the way to do it. You know, we're seeing more and more of that um, Generalink that I told you about, which is a savings right there. Right. Um, we're seeing more and more people buying them because they're uh, just, yep. you know, it's less than $1,000, and you don't have to get a licensed electrician to wire in a switch panel. Right. Because it's all done in the device. So, um, I, you know, and, you know, most utilities. But the other thing, just to remind people, whether it's solar or wind, if you don't have the battery backup, it ain't working. No, you're done. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're down because there's no... Windmills will generate either. There's, yeah, but, there's no ability you know, to, and to make sure that I explain this correctly, you know more about this than even I, 
there's no ability without the inverter having the initial power coming on. In other words, if you don't have a battery pack to supply that inverter, the power needed, you'll never get what you need to the house. Am I explaining that correctly, John? Right, because it's it, – and also, they're all designed with the safety. It has to see voltage. There you go. To kick on it all. There you go. And it's kind of like the old days where um, when we had a generator and a voltage regulator, it needed to see voltage to excite the field in the generator to start spinning. Right, right. That makes, yes, yes, yes. Know, that makes total so sense. Absolutely. Right. It's the same thing. So – Unless you have the battery backup, but still, that's a. Did you look at what those battery walls cost? Oh yeah, they, they some of those, depending upon what you're buying, will be anywhere from probably five k minimum up to eighteen k, depending upon the size you buy, John. Yeah, but you have to. It lets you, some people would have to take a second mortgage out for some of those if they want to power everything. I mean, they're they're expensive, especially yes. if you're tying yes. it in with a solar system. Yes, you are. No, and yeah. even some of the. Smaller, what I would consider to be portable units that will still run mm-hmm. 240. Um, you're looking at probably $4,500 minimum. I mean, no offense, at that point, you could buy a whole house generator for the same money. Now, the expense of what, yeah. well, your wiring in is still going to be the same expense. So, bottom line, it's the same cost, sure. John. Yeah. And I'm th- anybody who's looking at a whole house generator, just figure minimum, even if you go with a small one, 10 grand. Yeah, because right, even if you look at, for example, a you know twelve to fourteen to sixteen k, which is typically where most people mm-hmm. are going to be at minimally, some even need a twenty k right. or above. But even in that range, John, yeah, you're not far off at all. Because remember that electrician, by the time everything's said and done, and unless you're doing it without, you know, this cost couple permits, and the electrician's going to have to do that, have Correct. inspections, and Correct. everything else. You're you're at. 10 grand minimum. You know, you should just, if you're going to do it, bank on it. That's why I bought that Generalink and I've got the portable generator and I, you know, I test run it once a month to make sure it'll start and fire up and everything and let it run for 15 minutes. Yeah. Just to make sure it's going to work. It's got a full start, but the battery's good right now. Um, I got to get uh, another battery tender because the one I have is on the plow. So, but uh, it's just got a regular 12-volt battery on it, and I can put a battery tender on it and maintain it forever. I just had an electrician respond to it. So I've hooked some of these units up, and believe it or not, some of the higher amperage units even have a coolant line in the cable to cool things down. Highly, This is from him. I highly recommend – it could be a her, but this person. I yeah. highly recommend people shut their power off on a weekend on a Saturday or something just to experience it so they know what it's going to be like when it happens. Not a bad idea, by the way, John. Oh no! But actually, what I what I did when I tested my Generalink when I got it back from RMA, um, from when they repaired it, I shut everything off, and then I have my breakers marked—the ones I have to turn on. There you go. And I took able to turn them all. And that's the other thing you have to do. Okay, turn all your breakers off. Now, what do you need on? I need my well on. Yeah. Okay. I need my refrigerators on. Right. Maybe you know, like I don't know. Don't use your microwave. That sucks. Most microwaves That's a huge one. That, that is one of the power. largest power suckers in your home, and most people don't even realize mm-hmm. it, John. No, because it's convenient. That's no. right. You know, if you get a heat, you know, here's a prime example. You could boil a pot of water on the stove just as quick as you could heat a cup of water in the microwave. Right. Good point. Other thing to invest, if you don't have one for a blackout emergency and you're a coffee drinker, a French press. Yep. If you don't have yep. one, that's, Great a, idea. that's a twenty. 
that's a less than $20 investment. The only thing you need to do is be able to have a pot and boil some water and pour it in the French press, and you got hot, fresh coffee without having to worry about a drip maker or anything. Fully, Yep, fully agree. Oh, yep. the other thing for the curd junkies, buy a bag of ground coffee. If it's sealed, it'll last a while. But have you actually coffee. throw it in the freezer, it'll last forever. Probably, yeah. But, John... Uh, good show. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, John. Have Talk a great rest of your day. The snow's coming potentially tonight as well. We'll be right back. Ready Radio. Don't go anywhere. Ready-radio.com is the website. KLZradio.com. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916, or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. You're driving down the road, and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield, and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables even during the winter or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. If you're looking for great quality eye care, look no further than Stack Optical. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, Alan Stack has been taking care of our optical needs. At Stack Optical, they handle all of your eyewear needs with glasses, prescription glasses, shooting glasses, sunglasses, contacts, eyeglass repairs, and yes, even eye exams. And those eye exams are only $69. And if you've been told you've got a complicated prescription, that's just one of the specialties at Stack Optical. 
Optical. At Stack Optical, they have their own on-site lab, and in most cases, you can have your new glasses in just two to three days. Stack Optical, 2233 South Monaco Parkway. Free and up-close parking. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Or visit stackoptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal healthcare? Fear not, Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your healthcare to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com All right, really quick for the coffee end of it too, which I was thinking of when John was saying all of that, there's also other ways to make coffee. You can boil it, use a paper towel even if you don't have a coffee filter and filter it that way, just you know, boiling water and coffee in it, filter it out and off you go. The other thing I've discovered, and for some of you that travel at all, this is not a bad thing either. I'm not a huge Starbucks guy. Only go there if somebody wants to meet for a meeting or something. I rarely drink their coffee. I just don't, don't, I don't know. I'm cheap, I guess, at times. Some things I am, some things I'm not. Depends on what it is. But I just have a hard time spending that much money for coffee, especially on a daily basis. So I don't. Now, one thing I do use, though, that Starbucks has, and I even throw some of these in my suitcase, keep them there on a pretty routine basis, is Starbucks makes really great instant coffee in a packet. And I don't know what they do to make the stuff taste decent, but it actually does. In fact, for some, you wouldn't know it's instant coffee. Have a little hot water, throw it in, off you go. And it comes in like what you would have with like a Crystal Light packet, probably the best way for me to describe the packets that it comes in. Now, they're not cheap. Just looked them up on Amazon, 50 packets. You might be able to buy them from Starbucks cheaper, but 50 packets on Amazon is 47 bucks. So figure about a buck a packet, roughly. So it's not cheap, but in a instant quick fix thing, if you needed some coffee and you know, throw that in with some of your, you know, bug out stuff or in some of your prepping items, you know, will this stuff last a long time? Yeah, absolutely. It's all sealed up. It's instant. Hot water, throw it in, off you go. No filtering, no nothing. It dissolves, done deal. Now, again, what's the harmful side effects of it? foggiest idea, and at the end of the world scenario, who cares? Sorry, at that point, y'all drink sugar. Who cares? I mean, at that point, you know, we're in a whole different realm at that point. So just as a side note, though, to kind of tack on to what John was saying a moment ago, something you might want to throw in with your, you know, food prepping 
is not only coffee like John said, but you may want to even throw in some instant coffee into that. And they make all sorts of different flavors. You can find it, again, online, wherever, you name it. And I can tell you, you know, on a personal basis, is it good? Yeah. Actually, it's not bad. Now, there's a deal right now on Amazon, 50 packets of Columbia coffee. Must be a discount. 36 bucks is their cheapest price. And that's for 50 packs. So not a bad deal. So something if you want to throw that into <clears throat> even a some of you the backpack do things along those lines. You know, heat the heat the water up, get the water boiling, throw this in, and you you know, into a regular coffee cup even. So it makes one cup of coffee. So you can literally take a mug, throw the hot water in, throw this in, stir it up, off you go, you got coffee. So those of you listening, that might be something to throw into some of what you have going on. Another person was texting me on the battery end of things and I think we're going we're gonna to do a little testing, and we'll see if this particular person does this. But I, you know, there's some different wall packs now that are starting to get much cheaper, whereby instead of having a generator, you could throw a wall pack out. Now, you've got to charge that wall pack. It'll give you up to 6 to 10 hours, depending upon how much you're using out of that wall pack. But it would give you some start, I guess you could say. You still have to have the ability to get the wall pack charged back up either through solar or something along those lines, but the wall packs seem like they're getting cheaper and cheaper, so just something to remember, and I will keep you guys posted as as this texture and I go back and forth and kind of figure out how well do these things work, because uh, this price on this wall pack, which I'm not going to give you all because we want to do some testing to see what it's really like, is a bargain. So if this turns out to be what it looks like it is, and it ends up working, this is substantially cheaper than some of the other options, even buying generators and so on might be. So something that we'll definitely look at back and forth, and uh, I will stay in contact with this particular person and let them be the guinea pig and kind of figure out how that works. So somebody also said, you know, remember all of the things that you don't need to be using daily and concentrate on the things that you do when it comes to your electric power requirement. Because again, you don't want to be using a larger generator than needed or even a larger wall pack that's needed. Just use minimally what you would have to have at that point. So that's it for today. Ready-radio.com is our website. You can listen to all of our past episodes there as well. Next program is coming up. This has been a live show today on February the 16th. Ready Radio, website, ready-radio.com. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.